welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. It feels so weird to say it because we're in the end of January, but there's been a lot that's happened with Oklahoma State football since our last podcast. It's kind of crazy. It is. It's uh, it's it's a little bizarre to have. We really, you know, when they they threw out the uh, the, the the pep rally, you obviously had uh, everybody waiting on Thailand and Chuba to make their announcements. We really it hasn't slowed down at all, hardly from uh, from football season. No, and and here's my plea to the Cowboys right now: take a break. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the truth is, I don't know. I don't know that there's going to be much of a break for a while. I think, um, you know, when you're, uh, we'll get into some recruiting stuff a little bit later, but when you're recruiting off the portal, there's no deadline. It's true. There's no signing day. Um, I, I do think Oklahoma State's going to end up signing a couple of guys. They will officially announce, um, Jabbar Muhammad signing on, on, uh, um, what uh, next Wednesday? Uh, next Wednesday. So um, we're a week away. We're recording this Wednesday morning. Right. We are a week away from, sign, right. from the that's, national signing day. I was trying to remember. Uh, that's why I got held up. I was trying to remember what day it is because <laughs> the whole week has just run together in a big blur. Uh, but yes, it is a week away as we uh, as we record this right now. Oklahoma State at this point, um, if you include Muhammad among the uh, players who have already signed. Four four places, four spots left to uh, to fill. I think they might fill um, one, maybe two before before signing day, and the rest they're going to be they're going to be shopping on the portal, trying to fill some spots. Um, you know, like I said, we'll get into some recruiting stuff uh, a, a little bit later. But is, uh, is the portal like Amazon or something where you're just kind of scrolling through, looking at pictures yeah, of things? Pretty and, much. Hey, there's a sale on this guy. Right. Yeah. Sale price. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, this one has some. Uh, this is uh, this one has five star reviews. Yeah. Let's ju- let's check him out. Oh, Prime. It's got Prime <laughs> shipping. Right. All right, he gets here soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Free shipping on this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much okay. what it is. Yeah. All right, just making sure. Like, mm-hmm. You just throw a guy in your basket. and Exactly. You can also hit save for later on the save basket. Save for later. Save for later. Do you some know. research. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, there's a, maybe there's a better deal out there, but yeah. you gotta, you got to check. Um, deal of the day pops up every once in a while. Exactly. You never know, who, you never know what's going to show up. Um, we'll... we'll uh, for the third time, we'll get to some recruiting later. <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, 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 no. I just it's, popped I'm, in my head. It's right? it fun. It is. It's good stuff. Um, but uh, the transfer out issue is uh, kind of where I wanted to start because I know a lot of Oklahoma State fans are uh, are are concerned about the uh, the exodus of receivers right now. Uh, four guys this month, um, and to kind of take them one by one. Patrick McCoffman. It's a guy that just wants to play. Yeah, he's had he his knee injury. Never could get on the field. Couldn't get on the field. Um, saw a lot of roadblocks ahead. And I, I'm not. I'm not going to fault Mm-mm. the kid for uh, for wanting to play. I felt the same way about Kevin Henry. Uh, yeah. You know, the guy who's getting his sixth year and and wants a chance to play. He he landed at Tulane. For those who uh, who didn't see, uh, McCoffman hasn't landed anywhere uh, at this point yet. That I've Tulane's seen. good for Kevin because he's an Louisiana it guy. It is close that's to close home. to home. 
close to his family. He's really close to his mom. Yeah, like that's that's yeah, really absolutely. Good. Um, but uh, but so after um, after McCoffman, there was uh, Terrell Alexander, another guy, grad transfer, wanted a chance to play. Um, you know, and and he was another one. Even though he was getting used a little bit in some spot mm-hmm. situations last year, still kind of saw some roadblocks. And uh, and he can go somewhere and be a starter at a at a at a different type of program. So um, you can understand that. Elsie Greenwood was one that uh, surprise is too strong a word, but I was a, a little little more mm-hmm. caught off guard. Not not incredibly yeah. uh, surprised, but. A little bit caught off guard because he was being more frequently used. Um, you know, he uh, he caught a few passes last year. Um, so, uh, so that was uh, that. You know, that he that he's a guy that I thought might um, might be building his way into the into the rotation and and particularly have a, a really good chance in twenty twenty one. But guys want to play, and yeah. uh, they and don't want to sit around. They're not. They're not going to wait around and see if a guy gets hurt to get right. their cho- their chance. Yeah. I mean, they're just not. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then of course the uh, the biggest one of all being C.J. Moore, mm-hmm. uh, who announced on uh, on Tuesday morning that he is uh, entering the transfer portal. Um, I'll say I was not as surprised as some as, as some OSU folks were about this because th- there just been something off mm-hmm. all the way all the way through. It, it felt like it just. It felt like he was never in that good of graces with the coaching staff at times. Yeah, something you know with the way his season started. Yeah, two touchdowns in the first two games, his first three. Like everything he was catching catches. in the first couple of games were touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even the short then, one against uh, McNeese State, where he turned into yeah the screen yeah, of that long touchdown. That. I mean, exactly. he wasn't supposed to score on that. Exactly. And uh, the the touchdown he had against Oregon State was a really tough catch yeah. on that slant route at the, at the goal line. Um, so you thought that he was going to be a guy who was going to emerge, and uh, you know ended up only playing in five games, which I I couldn't believe till I went back and looked at yeah. the stats yesterday. Caught four well, passes. I think I remember writing about him going to the Tulsa week. Right. Either wrote about him or I know at least talked to him that week. Yeah. And he was thinking, oh, he's going home. You right. know, played a field he played on multiple times at at Union. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even. I don't think they even targeted him that yeah. day. I'd have to go no, back I and look. I don't, I don't know, know if they even targeted him. No, he was non-existent all of a sudden against Tulsa. Yeah, and of course Chuba had a big day and things like right. that. But right. they didn't even try to throw the ball to him. He was on the field no. a few times, yeah. but didn't even look at him. No, no. So it was um, it was an interesting situation to see the way that things develop. But like I said, he only played in five games, mm-hmm. um, which made you feel that something something wasn't meshing. Um, I don't know how much this was a factor, but genetically, he's just not going to be able to add weight. That's uh, no. when you've been on a, a college campus for this long, and you're not any bigger than you were when you when you when you came in 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 his situation. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that genetically that's that's who you are, and you're he's just going to be a skinny dude and. I you know I I don't necessarily know that 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 OSU coaches would would sit him because he's too skinny, but it's a concern, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so you know you worry about a guy like that taking uh, taking a beating. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a, a tough situation, and um, I wonder 
you know, they had a uh, a, a grad transfer uh, on the portal who uh, who came in for a visit last weekend. Uh, ended up committing to Missouri, and I can't remember the guy's name at the, at this point, but uh, he committed to Missouri, and um, you wonder if that if that maybe rubbed things the wrong way for mm-hmm. for CJ Moore because he saw that last year where it looked like he was going to be in in line for a starting job, and they go out and bring in Jordan McRae, right? And it bumps him down a notch. Maybe he felt like um, you know, maybe they, he felt like they don't they don't believe in his abilities to uh, to to step in because right now as it sits he he's not a guy that's that i I see competing for a starting job without a grad transfer coming in not at all because the four receivers i mean are pretty set yeah i feel like Braden johnson has established himself yeah at that other outside position now so um so cj was looking at uh at you know another backup role once again so that's a uh it's a it's a tough thing you know two of those uh two of those recruits were four-star guys and it's uh, you know you hate to uh, you hate to lose those, especially mm-hmm. when you're you're Mike Gundy and you get so much crap for not recruiting enough four star guys. <laughs> um, but this also sort of proves uh, his theory that the stars don't matter that much, and you know they're more about developing talent, and they've obviously developed talent that has surpassed yeah. these two four star guys. So. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, a tricky situation, but, uh, and I know Oklahoma state fans are nervous because of this. I don't see huge reason for concern. No. Um, at least not right now. No. I mean, on paper, when you look at it, what you've got, what, what OSU has coming back yeah. at receiver is really, really impressive. Yeah. And so. You're you're talking about guys that may not have seen the field anyways, right? Especially everyone exactly. stays healthy. Yeah. So, there is it. Is it a big loss? Not 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 in the uh, in the the immediate view right. at all. Um, you know, you start looking to 2021. You got to have somebody to replace Tylen. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoner is gone, uh, though that doesn't really affect any of these guys. These were all outside receivers. Yeah. Um, Wolf might be gone too, right? Oh uh, yeah, he's going to be a senior. Yeah. So uh so you're looking uh you're looking to Brennan Presley. Yeah. Uh, and and they're ecstatic about Presley. Oh yeah. So there's oh, nothing absolutely. to be worried about right there right now. They're they're extremely ecstatic. He's going to go in and fill a Stoner Landon yeah. Wolf role in 2021. Given that. Do you try to do you try to maybe not redshirt him if he's if he's ready? If he's If he's, if he's ready, ready, I don't think you have to redshirt him, right? Yeah. Um but I also feel like he might be a guy that they are going to try to redshirt, and he's going to get four games, yeah, playing some at receiver, yeah, just to see what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. He's also fast enough that you can do what you do with Stoner some and try to run those reverses and right. things yeah. like that, and just really see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think there's going to be an ability that you want to see if you can get him in there and get him some experience and yeah. see what he can do. Yeah, because he could be a a really key player in 2021. Um, you're going to need to, I think, get him some experience there and uh, and, and try to help him out. He's got a little bit of a different mentality than some of the re- high school kids I recruited to, yeah. or I covered to, that mm-hmm. were recruited. Um, he knows how to win, mm-hmm. and he's really, really dedicated to that. Yeah. When you talk with him, and you talk to him about what he can do as a player, um, it's very team-oriented for the win. And... I think that's also what draws 
Gundy to him. Yeah. And I think that's going to show through at some point this next fall too. Yeah. I, um, you know, there are a lot of times that, uh, the guys have those intangibles that get, uh, they get, they get passed over because they're five, eight, one fifty five, mm-hmm. And I think, I think that those guys have a lot of value. Um, I, I really, I really do. Um, and I think I think Presley is going to be a uh, a really solid player in a lot of different ways for uh, for this program over the over the course of his career. So. And I remember sitting we did when I was still in high school beat this last summer. Sitting it's um, we had for those who don't know we had all the Tulsa kids that could they were in the Super Thirty meet us at the gathering place for photos mm-hmm. that day to make it easy. I had one site they met us. We did the interviews for stories did videos, things like that. And I remember sitting there with Brennan. He hadn't gotten the OSU offer yet. This was in June. Right. And he, I think he had, I don't think he had any power five offers yet. If I remember right. And Kansas had been talking to him a little bit, but they had already offered the Pearson kid at union mm-hmm. who, uh, ultimately committed by then already similar style, similar right. size players at right. least. And they, I don't think they were gonna take another one like that. Um, Presley was a little frustrated that yeah. no one was offering him because he was five eight. Yeah, you know he was just so small. But he kept saying, "Kansas is talking to me. OSU's showing some interest. If OSU will offer, I'm there." Yeah, essentially. And yeah. he was so hopeful. And I think that's just a good sign that, like, if yeah. you, if he, that's where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think he's a great fit uh, from uh, you know all 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 all, uh, all areas personality um motivation drive ability all of it i think he's a great fit so it's also got the personality i like talking to so that's even though i think he's a great fit is he's just fun to talk to yes well we won't get to better, the first you better, year you better but, give him a call yeah because pretty soon he's gonna be <laughs> off limits exactly um uh had a uh, i need to i want to explain that phrase because i used that phrase uh the other day talking to somebody and they said what do you mean they're off limits like, well, the and this wasn't even this wasn't even a freshman, but um, uh, said players are off limits until until spring ball. Um, and they're like, what do you mean off limits? Like we can't we can't go talk to football players right now. Nope, we can't and, walk up to Trace Ford and be yeah, like, "Hey, what's going on?" Right, and exactly. Pull out a recorder. Exactly. Um, so we say we we use that phrase from time to time. That's what we mean, right? Right now, no interviews are allowed until uh, until spring ball or some other. If they have another pep rally. Yeah. We might get to talk to some other guys. Um, but uh, and yeah, true fresh first year players off limits to the media for the first year. I think we've explained even that, if they're a graduate process. transfer. Like exactly. we never talked to Jordan McRae. Not once. Not well. I talked to him on the phone before. Yeah. He, before I've he never met here. him. Not once. But, yeah, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Probably like you could stand him there with C.J. Moore and guys like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would know who Jordan McRae was. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. If they had enough uh, long-haired guys that you could have. Uh, could have. It would have been tough. Could have, could have mixed it in and confused uh, you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. We'll come back talk some recruiting. Want to get in some basketball talk? Uh, got to visit with baseball players. You did. I talked to some softball players. Want to get all of that in here on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zach. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. The recruiting talk that I that I teased and teased and teased in the first segment. We're getting there. Um, 
uh, it's been an interesting name that has uh, that has popped up with a recent offer here just within the last few days. Um, from what I'm hearing, Oklahoma State is in, I mean, has a pretty good shot at this guy. I love I love the guy's name. I feel sorry for him because I think he's probably gotten made fun of because of it. Uh, I'm going to see if you even get the reference, but the, the guy's name is Lamont Bishop. He's a linebacker from Iowa Central Community College, a JUCO guy, JUCO linebacker. Lamont Bishop. Big guy. Uh, first name is uh, is is the uh, is the the reference, but uh, it might be before your time. I'm Lamont. I'm not. I'm, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get uh, to it. I, then. I, um, wow. Because I know I, I'm, I, I'm hoping we've got some listeners out there that are uh, that get where I'm going with this. But um, um, anyway, uh, I've seen him. Uh, his height, weight is all over the place in, in different things that I've seen. The Iowa Central website doesn't actually even list height and weight, uh, but he's a uh, roughly six three. 230 somewhere in that range and he plays a middle linebacker type of role uh i i don't know for sure if that's the role that oklahoma state sees him in if they're Mm -hmm. wanting to fill that that kevin henry spot behind amon or if they've got some other type of idea in maybe you know having him help out behind trace ford and brock martin at the uh the that other that defensive end spot um you know, I I think they would need him more at the middle linebacker spot. They they yeah. got Tyron Irby as a as a third team guy at that the, at that Leo. So, um, you know, the middle linebacker is is more of a more of a concern right now, I would think. So, um, and he's also a uh, a guy who has not redshirted uh, at this point, so he he could he could redshirt and have him for two more years if uh, if needed. Um, but I think with uh, you know, I mean, possibly Devin Harper can play that that mm-hmm. middle linebacker position, but I, I think they'd probably rather get somebody else in and have uh, and have Harper as your as your backup to Malcolm Rodriguez, because uh, you know you still don't know what you're going to get from from Calvin Bundage at yeah, this point. Still no guarantees with him. No, I know, I know. Eamon got people really fired up because he he yeah, threw his name he out did. at the at the uh, at the pep rally. We're still you're going to have to see him on the field for a significant period of time in practice before yeah. uh, before you can count on anything from from You Calvin just Bunnage don't know how point. back injuries are going to respond. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, and you, we've talked about this before, but you can't work out with a back injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he's got a lot of work to do to get back in shape. We don't know, you know, um, he's a guy who uh, has uh, I don't want to say weight issues, but but he was uh, he was he was an offensive lineman when he was a freshman in high school mm-hmm. and he made some really serious commitments to get himself down to what what did he get he got down to like 180 190 something like yeah. that in high school and now he's you know back up to 210 but it's something that he monitors very closely or at least he had been while he was while he was healthy you don't know how all of that could work for him that's uh, obviously something that could be difficult for him and I, I, I mean, we've seen him. He doesn't look. He doesn't, doesn't look, look like I, he's. I saw him recently um, on campus. I didn't recognize him at first, but it wasn't. He didn't look yeah. different body wise. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but still, um, you know, somewhat out of shape at this point because uh, because he just can't do uh, a whole lot of working out with that uh, with that injury. So um, that's I think. Uh, um, Lamont is this a Sanford and Son reference? So. Oh yeah, no, that's before me. Lamont, you big dummy! 
<laughs> that's every time the guy makes a mistake, you're going to see that meme on uh, on Twitter. That's all. From that's you. all I'm saying. Uh, no, I won't. I won't do that to the kid. <laughs> okay. I might. I might. I might call him that whenever I uh, finally get to talk to him. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just every time he walks up, I'll just, just <laughs> say that. Just say that because I enjoy. What if it, he's but. never heard that reference? That I, you know what? I'll be honest. I I, I contacted the guy on uh, on Twitter and trying to set up an interview. I'm gonna have to ask him. I'm gonna have to ask him. Surely he's had to have been educated on it by now, by a think. teacher or somebody in, in throughout the course yeah. of his life. You would think, yeah. but I don't know. You never know. You never know. Um, it's definitely before his time. Oh, absolutely. So it absolutely and before is. his friend's time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, running back is obviously a, a concern right now, but um, you know, both guys that they were looking at chose other places. Uh, come on, Terry Bradford takes uh, takes his uh, spot at LSU, and um, Corey Wren goes to Florida State. Um, oddly enough, the other guy that Oklahoma State had been uh, had been recruiting, who I think was sort of their backup plan if if Chuba left, um, Ladamian Webb. He went to Florida State as well, so Florida State really racked up on uh, on on running backs in this class. But um, he was a JUCO guy, so um, you know once uh, once it became clear that Chuba was sticking around, I don't know that Oklahoma State pursued him all that heavily. Yeah, uh, but at the, at this point, I don't think they're going to land a, a running back unless there's somebody out there that just emerges that we haven't heard about. I think that uh, I think that Zach Middleton is going to be the the running back in yeah. this in this class, which. Which is an upset. Yeah. It's an upset victory for Zach Middleton. Yes, it is. That's uh that's absolutely right because you look uh you look ahead beyond twenty twenty and your depth chart suddenly is Des Jackson, DeAndre Glass, uh Zach Middleton. And yeah. That's the that's the only scholarship guys at at this point because uh L D Brown will be gone, Chuba we assume will be gone. Um I'm not missing anybody, am I? I don't think so. Michael Cooper's not a scholarship guy. No, and and when he'll and be he's gone, gone. He's gonna be, yeah. he's going to he's going to be a senior. Um, Barry Snoddy, who was the guy who suited up a few times. Yeah, but um, uh, but it's it's walk ons at uh, at that point. So, man, very interesting interesting situation for the uh, for the running backs, and uh, it puts uh, a whole lot more pressure on their twenty twenty one running back recruiting. Obviously, yeah. they're uh, they're the top of the list for Cameron Valdez, the four star, who is a highly recruited player. And then you got to think they they're probably going to take another guy mm-hmm. in uh, in that class just to make sure that they're they're uh, feeling comfortable whether it's a JUCO guy or a, a transfer or whatever. Yeah, because I don't know. Even with Middleton, he's not built like Chuba. Right. He's not yeah. an every down guy. Right. And so I think you're going to have to find a guy that is a little closer to that. Yeah. For the future. Yeah. Exactly. Looking long term, you know, maybe DeAndre Glass is the guy. Yeah. Um, I. Personally, was was sort of uh, put off by the way things went for him in his uh, in his true freshman year when he redshirted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the fumble, uh, didn't didn't even suit up a lot of games, didn't travel that much uh, for a, for a, a four star recruit at the running back position. You expect them to be able to come in and at least be in the mix on the depth chart. I mean, even after yeah. Jamil Jeter left, he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't really. I mean, there were still walk-ons getting attention ahead of him. So, um, you know, he was uh, he. We saw him walk across the street over from uh, from the the uh, facility into the locker room in the in in um, 
scout team gear um, pretty often. So, um, you know, I'm not saying the kid's a bust at this point, but uh, he's got some he's got some climbing to do to yeah. uh, to get up where he uh, uh, where he can contribute. So we'll see what happens. I think um, you know Oklahoma State's in on a uh, on a cornerback who is a a grad transfer from from Missouri. Uh, that would be a uh, that would be a, a helpful be- spot. Yeah. To get some uh, to get some experience in at a spot where, uh, really, out of their top five corners last year, three of them uh, three of them were seniors, and uh, you know then they also had two uh, two young guys go on the portal. So they need uh, they need some help there. You know I think they feel pretty confident in what Thomas Harper can do, but it's a guy that still hasn't done it yet. So yeah, I mean it's a, it's a tough situation. A lot of unproven. Yeah. Exactly. Pieces so, there. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the majority of these final four spots are going to be are going to be Oklahoma State taking their time shopping on the uh, the Amazon transfer portal and uh, and seeing what they can find. So tell you what, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, and talk about some other sports here on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. We we'll move on from football. Um, get one uh, one quick one in on on basketball. It's a tough uh, yeah, tough we time. Got, we got to make this right one now. quick. Tough time for them right now. Um, any 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 thoughts on uh, just what this team needs to do to kind of get out of this funk right now? I mean, the schedule Man. hasn't been kind. The to schedule them. has not been easy. It's, That's it's been, it's it's, been tough. They have a really tough schedule, especially to open Big Twelve play when they open with back-to-back games against Texas Tech and West Virginia, yeah. and um, they've already played Baylor and Kansas, and had to go to Iowa State, and that's not easy. I, I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't. I mean. Do you go major league style and you find some chickens and <laughs> right. sacrifice a chicken at this yeah. point? Do you? Swing I mean, back. they got a KFC in Stillwater. Uh, they, yeah, they I mean, you get them a bucket. I mean, I don't. Uh, it's just it's this weird thing. It's like the last five games before Monday, their offense had improved every game. Their offensive efficiency on Ken Palm, everything had gone up. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were back to themselves for the most part, and then all of a sudden, the offense just reverted back to the Texas Tech West Virginia games yeah. against Kansas. And I don't know if it's the result of Kansas being Kansas. Yeah. Or OSU's this bad offensively. Right. Or a mix. I'm lost. Yeah. I I, I and even Mike Boynton said it's his head scratching at this point. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he knows the answer. Right. Um I know Kansas focused a ton on limiting OSU's three point mm-hmm. shots. They challenged everything they tried to shoot at the three, and they went two for eighteen. Um, and then you had Azubuke down low, right, swatting shots, mm-hmm. you know. And when he when he wasn't in the game for the eight minute stretch, they OSU dominated. Yeah, but when he was in the game, all of a sudden you couldn't get to the basket. You couldn't be the powerful team they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't know if that's the problem, I don't, I don't know. Um, guys aren't shooting well. Lindy Waters has struggled shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Dezagwa didn't hit a shot the other night off the bench. Yeah. Um, I, Cam McGriff has been good for the most part. Um, 
I still think he takes too many three-pointers. Um, I'm going to dig into that stat at some point. Um, someone brought up that stat that they're not very good when he shoots so many three-pointers yeah. per game. Yeah, um, Your nay's been up and down, but your played well the other night, I thought, too. Um, didn't score much, but he's also got a seven-foot guy on him every right. time he's in yeah. the game. And um, But he played well. He rebounded well. He had a lot of energy. Um, I, I just I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, I, I just I, I wish I had an answer. Um, Bedlam is a winnable game for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I know OU has played better. I don't know that OU is better though, right. talent wise than OSU. Um, maybe this is the game that breaks them out of the funk mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah, um, if they lose this game, it's getting really ugly because all of a sudden you're you're zero and eight, right? In the Big Twelve, yeah, um, with ten games left. If you want to have any kind of shot tournament, you got to win basically all ten. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's it's getting ugly fast. Um, you've got a lot of hope for the next year because you've got Cade Cunningham and Rondell Walker coming, right? Yeah. Possibly some other guys. Um, but man, this is the year they're supposed to start building towards that, to where you had some depth right. around those guys. Yeah. And you're starting to wonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean. Um last thing and and we'll move on from from basketball um and i know i know that loyalty is a big deal to mike boynton and so this might be a pointless question but at some point do you start sitting the seniors a little bit more and and trying to get give your young guys a chance to uh to spend some more time on the floor just to prepare them for what's ahead maybe um the problem is, is how do you, how do you present that to your seniors? Right. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, Dezagua's already taken, you know, already switched roles. Right. Um, but I don't know that you sit Cam. Cam's such a big leader yeah, on the court. No, no, I think um, you need him. I think you need him on the on the floor. Lindy's but. kind of the same way. He's yeah. just not shooting well. Right. Um, man, that's tough. You know. Uh, I think they've just—they're going to have to either play better or just ride this out at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, um, it's a tough, tough situation. Because as like Mike Boynton brought up the other night, they've got three seniors and a bunch of young guys, mm-hmm. and a lot of them clearly aren't ready. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of—I think it's blown up on in their face a little bit. Yeah. Kind of what they expected. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you felt like you had a, a core of seniors. That could uh, that could sort of hold things together, and then you put some talent around them, and maybe you you start to to climb a little bit, and it just uh, hasn't uh, hasn't worked that way. So because yeah, you had guys like I mean Caleb Boone, Avery Anderson have obviously developed like they had hoped. I mean they're right. in the starting lineup now, um, they're contributing really well. Chris Harris has had good moments. Um, you know Keelan Boone played well the other night. I thought mm-hmm. um, you got guys like that, but then you've got. Even Jonathan Laurent. Jonathan Laurent has struggled so much, and right. then he had three good games, and then they're not against Kansas, disappeared again. Right. And so, um, and he's a graduate transfer who's played, you know, this is his third stop. Right. All uh, power six schools mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. And so, I, you know, I, guys just got to play better. Maybe right. that's the answer. They just got to play better. Yeah. All right. Well, our, our, our one quick question about basketball took a whole lot more yeah, but uh, i got a lot to say about these guys right I guess. right no it's it's good stuff it's good stuff because people are concerned about these guys so it's uh it's good stuff but um 
wrap it up really quickly. I'll uh, I'll throw out some softball stuff. Let you finish it up with baseball. Um, Kenny Gajewski, softball coach, comes out and says he thinks this team is better than they were a year ago. Players uh, fully agreed. Um, and looking at the 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 new players they've got in, the players they've got back, obviously players like Cheyenne Factor, who you expect to to take another step forward after a great year. Um, but then a pitcher like Kerry Eberly, who was the ACC pitcher of the year at Virginia Tech last year, transfers in. Um, you know, you got other uh, other players. They had a they had a girl um, Haley Busby, who was one of the first transfers to announce um, her intentions. And right now they're having trouble. She was a, a, a really talented infielder and a big bat, and they're having trouble trying to figure out where to get her on the field at. They're talking about moving her to the outfield and all sorts of stuff. So um, I, I, I believe that when, when they say that they feel they're better, they're more talented. Last year's team had a chemistry that was, that was crucial to their success. We'll see if this team can, uh, can, can uh, uh, build that for themselves. But uh, baseball team, a lot of excitement around those guys as well. You got to talk to some players at, at Media Day the other day. Yeah, um, Josh Holiday's excited. There's a lot of uh, new faces, uh, coaching staff-wise, with Matt Holiday and Robin Ventura, obviously, um, and player-wise. Um, Parker Scott's back to lead the rotation. Brett Stanley could be in the rotation, could be in the mm-hmm. bullpen. Um, young guys, Bryce Osmond and um, Campbell, guys like that. Um, the lineup, I think they're excited about. It's going to be different. Right, it's not going right. to be the home run or strikeout lineup anymore. Right, um, you've yeah. still got McCusker's got power, Alex Garcia's got power, um, but you've got guys like Caden Polkovich and Houston Morrill and guys like that that are contact guys. Right, um, that are going to make a lot of contact and they're going to do a little bit more small ball. And um, they got Brock Mathis transferred in catcher from LSU, started a bunch at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, they're excited about him. Um, you know, but they're still figuring out some areas. You know, Caden Polkovich was named Big Twelve uh, preseason freshman of the year, or newcomer of the year today. Um, he could play second. He could play third. Um, in the middle of the field's kind of where they're replacing people, though. They, right. You know, they're right. moving Morrill from second to short. Yeah. Um. So then, second baseman, center fielder, and catcher, kind of mm-hmm. what they're really looking to replace. Yeah. And there's not a ton of answers necessarily on who yet. Um, right. But uh, I think they're getting there, and I think they're going to be a lot of fun. They're usually they're generally a top twenty team right now, top mm-hmm. fifteen to some. Um, they're going to improve like they usually do. Yep, I think it'll be a fun year to uh, to follow those guys. Moral, the move to short, I think he's going to be really good there. Yes. I was I was really impressed with uh, with his glove work at uh, at second base last season, and uh, you know he's a uh, solid uh, contact guy and uh, and a really good glove. So. I think that'll be yeah, that'll be a good move. Parker Scott is a guy that I was always fascinated to watch. He's got a uh, you know he's a he's a, a small guy, a lefty, um, but he's got kind of a. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a non-cub to honestly to, to compare him to, but I, I can't do it. Kyle Hendricks is a guy that yeah, he, a little he, crafty, yeah, crafty and uh, very uh, effective in his precision uh, that he works with. And um, I really enjoy watching that kid pitch. So, looking forward to uh, to keeping an eye on those guys. Um, looking forward to to seeing a few more games in uh, in Alley P, and then uh, and then moving yeah. over to the uh, the Obrate Castle, March twentieth. Um, yeah. So exciting stuff ahead. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated on all of those things. Didn't get didn't get around to wrestling. I'm going to get to. Uh, see those guys uh, again this weekend hadn't seen them in a while so looking forward to uh, to that we didn't even talk about brock martin and 
Malcolm Rodriguez on the wrestling team. We didn't. I thought we were going to talk about that. Yeah, we, we should. Didn't. We should have that one. Uh, that one slipped my mind. That's uh, that's a cool deal. But uh, if you missed it, you can read my story. Go uh, check me out on Twitter at Scott Red okay, or uh, or in uh, today's Wednesday's Oklahoman. You can find that or on uh, on Oklahoman dot com. It's uh, it's everywhere. If you want to read up on uh, on that, I don't have much to add to that anyway because pretty much everything I knew went into the story. Yeah, so that's good. So uh, so go check that out and uh, and and you can enjoy that. And we'll get uh, we'll get some wrestling talk in uh, in next week's podcast. So for now, I think that will do it here on the Cowboy Chronicles, which as always is presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand breaded chicken and fresh made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.